Thanks, uh, Lamar. Yes, this is uh, Greg Milo, and welcome to Activate This Spot. You know, <clears throat> something, um, I wonder if we could, is there a way to activate clearing your throat? <clears> throat> Seems to happen quite a bit. When I was growing up, there was a lot of just walking around the neighborhood and uh, going into other people's garages. You know, maybe maybe they wanted you in there. I'm, I'm assuming they did not want you in there, but you know, just uh, I I think it I think it'd be nice since since we're so closed off nowadays. Houses there is no front porch, so it's kind of closed off. The garage is available if necessary. Um, I mean, if wanted. I think it's something where we should just, on a weekly basis, open up our garages. And then the community can just waltz through. Hey, this is my garage. Nice to meet you. You're a new neighbor. I love your clippers. Um, do you mind trimming my hedges? Hedges? Hedges. Um, there might be something in that, just as a community kind of organizing event. Man, open the garages up, man. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Anyway, um, I'm going to, in a second here, Arnie Tunsil. He's an art dude. He's going to, he's going to pop in here. Oh wait, um, I forgot to mention. I never really do introduce um, Arnie Tunstall in this uh, in this conversation. So um, he's at the Myers School of Art at the University of Akron, something like director university galleries. Um, so there, there's that point that I didn't quite get to in the interview. And if you wait till the end, there's a little bonus of uh, us eating food. There's a lot of uh, crunching and mouth sound effects. Anyway, here we go. All right, hit it. Cool. So here I am. I'm at uh, the Myers School of Art. This must be the cafeteria. Only maybe it's a cafeteria for artists. This this section. There's a gallery to my right. I can tell because the windows allow me to see in there. And there's words. Um, Lots of words that I, I can't put a connection to, but maybe we'll find out. By That's the end because of you're not a graphic designer. <laughs> <laughs> and then behind me is, well, the cafeteria, I guess. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Arnie Tunstall <laughs> is, uh, was nice enough to uh, to welcome me here. This, it's Folk Hall, right? Correct. Yeah, that's yeah. the building we're at. The building. Meyer School of Art is yes. the school. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, First Energy Stadium. And then the field has a different name, right? Well, uh, it's it's Infocision Stadium. Infocision yeah. Stadium. Oh, First Energy yeah. is up in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, Infocision Stadium, yeah. and then the field has a different name. I think so. I think any McDonald's you know, field. good development person would, would name anything you would like them. <laughs> any chair, any door, there, any is, room. Yeah. Is there something like a uh, sponsorship thing that's been named in here? Other than no, Myers. No, the, the, the building, and, and we're a named school, which is really unusual. We're one of the only, I think oh. we're only, there are only two named schools on, on campus, the um, accounting school and uh, the School of Art, hmm. uh, which is really pretty unique. 
and we um, were really proud of that. That happened um, 20 years ago, 20 almost 21 years ago. That this got named. Yes. Who is Myers? Mary Myers um, is Mary Sheeler Myers is a graduate of the University of Akron, and I knew Mary um, in my um, long tenure at the Akron Art Museum. She mm-hmm. and her husband Lou were some of the founders. One of the reasons the Akron Art Museum is uh, as well known and as fantastic as it is. Is there someone like that who exists nowadays in Akron? Um, there are plenty of people like that in Akron. There, there, you know, Akron's full of really generous people who are dedicated mm-hmm. to um, the town and to mm-hmm. you know various institutions. Yeah. And and oftentimes they're often like Mary in that they support the hospital and the museum yeah. and the university. You know, people right. who care about this town really care about it. Yeah. You know, and and oftentimes when the people who have the capacity um, to put their money where their mouth is mm-hmm. often do it. Yeah. You know, um, thankfully. Do you think there's a correlation between um, generosity with your money, like giving it to a good cause like art, and generosity on the street, like letting a car pull in front of you? Is there a correlation between street? <laughs> Not necessarily. Because you know the, the arts are, um, you know, I believe, uh, and I think anyone who is is aware of them, you know, a vital part of your life. But it's also seen as sort of a leisure choice. Mm-hmm. You know, is that, uh, you is know, that, for me, it's not a choice. Art isn't a choice. It makes yeah. you know life worth living. Uh, but for a lot of people, it's like, do you choose between that or going to a ball game? And there's just a lot of things that you can do right. with your very very limited free time. Yeah, yeah. So that would be really different than a lot of other. If, if we're using uh, different schools on campus as a variety of different things that you can involve yourself with, the arts has that leisure kind of attachment to it that maybe is more easily by people discarded as opposed oh, yeah. to I don't, engineering or... Yeah, we constantly have to fight. Um, well, not fight, but... Um, <laughs> with, with roses and other flowers, right? <laughs> yeah. We're not fighters. We're lovers, not fighters here mm-hmm. in the School of Art. Um, but uh, combat that that notion, often coming from the artists themselves, the students, especially their their parents, you know, come in looking, you know, crestfallen. Oh, my God, my daughter wants to be an artist. You know, what have we done? Yeah. <laughs> right. And we're all sitting right. here like, well, guess what? You know, our students who get, you know, degrees in the arts go on to graduate schools. They get jobs. Um, I hired them constantly at the museum. Mm-hmm. Um, art is work. And I think people appreciated art as work in um, the Great Depression when the the government sort of supported artists, uh, yeah. artists who were musicians, playwrights, visual artists. You know, every public building was had a mural in it. You mm-hmm. know, artists were employed, um, and people recognized that um, it's a valuable valuable part of of your life. And um, someone needs to do it, and the person with the talents is the one you know who should be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we believe that just training everyone to realize that uh, art is of value and that value comes with a price and you should be paying artists for their work. Um, you know, artists' work is, you know, not hiding in a studio and sort of playing by themselves. It's often, mm-hmm. you know, bringing something. Uh, artists are, are almost always educators. If they're, you know, if they're not teachers, they're teaching us something with the art that they you know bring to us. Right, right. More often than not. 
yeah, there's that what starving artist kind of. Oh, by the way, so I, first of all, I never, I'm not starving right now, thanks to you. <laughs> I never did introduce you, but it, like officially, like who you are or anything. But we'll get to that perhaps. Okay. <laughs> but we are. We might be eating, or you might hear some crunching during the podcast because um, we have some Aladdins in front of us. So we're eating and talking at the same time, which is yeah. that's an art in itself, I would think, to the skill. To be able to eat and talk at the same time, would you? What is what is art, Arnie? <laughs> well, I mean that's that's the thing that uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that everything around you is is an art. Everything's been designed. You know, we have a, a, a huge part of our art school are our, our designers, and it's hard for people to you know, like, oh, you know, what do you do with an art degree? It was like the chair you're sitting on, the car you drive, the magazine that you read. The website that you look at has been designed by someone, mm-hmm. That's several someone's, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and they all are working, and some of them making really good money, you know, doing that work because you can't, you know, open a door or like everything we, we do, you know, via the internet has been, you know, we get so much information visually now as opposed to right. reading. We get less text and more image making, and who's making those images? The most powerful images that are coming to us have been made by a really talented graphic designer, mm-hmm. photographer, painter, you know, what have you. And those those people that are designing those those objects are things that we you know that we do that are u- utilitarian. That's an easy one because that's an easy thing to get your head around. But um, you know who's who's designing the uh, the titles in the beginning of the motion picture and that that Mm -hmm. thing at the end that you see with those 10,000 names of people working (laughs) in Korea and America and all over the place they're almost all visual artists I love when there's a good Korean American team Uh, here uh, at um, the university there's that new esports team and people were really you know either celebrating it or very loudly poo-pooing it Mm -hmm. Um, as any new thing as any new thing does and well, you know, it, it has proved to be really successful. Our, you know, teams are winning. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. how they win or what they do. It is, <laughs> I don't play video games. I don't know right. what the hell, but I know they've been designed, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. And so we have, uh, we had a sculptor, actually, a, a young woman here who um, is a talented artist. She was a coach um, last year. For the um, sports For the esports team, yeah. Because uh, she's a gamer and, you know, sort of lived that, you know, as a, as a young person. Um, and it's part of our... Uh, Part of the esports team is that they have designers working them with them. Two of our artists designed a, um, a 3D animation and sort of VR game uh, this past year because mm. um, all that cool. stuff has to be designed. Yeah. You know? Wow. Uh, and most people don't think about that. Mm-hmm. They just sure. you, this this thing exists and you use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes it's been you know brought to you by uh, probably a really brilliant engineer, mathematician, and a visual artist. You know, and mm-hmm. so uh, it's another thing that we we talk about all the time. At, at the art school is we're, we're training these people to be creative thinkers. Yeah. Oh, so they yeah. may be getting a degree in painting, but they're the, the person on your team, in mm-hmm. your business, at your nonprofit, who are helping you think creatively because they've been trained how right. to do that. Yeah, I think those opportunities for students to experience, like, um, are you, side note, are you as self-conscious as I am about when you're eating and getting stuff on your face and wiping your mouth multiple times so that... It almost gets like, like scabby. You're just <laughs> um, no. Okay. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I mean, I've not made myself scabby by eating lately. 
Um, <laughs> but yes, especially when I'm out, I, I'm like constantly mm-hmm. like, yeah. oh my, what's that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is it because, this is a fact about myself, like when I see someone, maybe we're eating, we look at another table and there's some guy eating and he's just got stuff all over his face and yeah. has it like that. It, it's a train wreck. You can't look away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't want someone to be doing that to me. Yeah. I'm sure that's a really narcissistic kind of like it, the world revolves around me, so I have to wipe my mouth. But You're helping all the rest of us out, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have to feel uncomfortable <laughs> saying, oh, my God, did you see all that stuff hanging out of Greg's table? <laughs> <laughs> Good. That makes me feel better. <laughs> I think those opportunities for students to engage in interdisciplinary, like math, and, um, art, let's, you know, and those two kind of minds get together, and I think some really awesome stuff comes from those collaborations. But I don't know if students have that many opportunities to. It's hard, do especially that. when you're an undergrad, because you're so busy learning your craft. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's, you know, computation or writing or dancing or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. um, or engineering. Um, so it's hard to sort of, and for the faculty to get their students out of, like, I need to get this stuffed into their into their heads so that they, you know, are skilled and then they can move on. So oftentimes those opportunities come to juniors and seniors, more advanced undergrads or grad students. Um, but uh, And there's a lot of lip service paid to, uh, I think, in the arts in general, to collaboration. Um, and, you know, foundations want that. Uh, but it's difficult um, to, uh, to do that because um, usually there's a, an organization that is being asked to collaborate with another one, mm-hmm. which usually means, please come and do the work for us because yeah. we don't have time to earn <laughs> enough staff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened to us at the museum uh, oftentimes. Um, we would be asked to collaborate. It was like, oh, you actually want us to run this program well, so for it's you? Not you collaboration, know? yeah. Um, but you know, the best ones are, you know, true collaborations. And I think the ones that are most exciting are the ones that are less obvious. Um, and there's another uh, entity on campus called um, the Excel Center, um, EXL, and they create these unclasses that can be taken by anyone on campus and. It can be about an idea like, you know, engaging urban life. And mm-hmm. you can have, an, uh, you know, someone studying architecture or urban skills or sociology or writing or history and art all take the same course yeah. and, you know, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. There's not a lot of those, but uh, they're there. And I think people are, are figuring out <coughs> how valuable those experiences are mm-hmm. to get out of your bubble. And, and um, you know, I think the old school liberal education also is, is uh, being pushed aside toward trying to force the college experience to equal a job. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why would you take any single class that yeah. didn't, wasn't going to get you this you know, magic job at the end? Right. Well, guess what? Almost all my friends who've gotten various degrees that at the end of it looked like it would be a job in that field mm-hmm. almost have something, sure. you know, all my art students, you know, colleagues are managing businesses and my business people are running nonprofits, you know, so like yeah. you don't know where you're going to end up. Yeah. So the, the broader, you know, I feel the broader your um, experience, uh, especially as a, a person who's figuring out how things work, mm-hmm. the better you're going to be equipped. Oh, for sure.
one, one, uh, one thing that we're um, really proud of here at the School of Art is that we have um, funds available to us. Um, some of it, thank, thanks to Mary Myers, who uh, not only named the school, but there's an endowment so that we, uh, students and faculty, can do travel and research. Um, and then we have a couple of other amazing uh, donors, the, the DeBarrios and um, the Gillettes and a couple other uh, people who have either are, are alive now and giving actively, others who have set up uh, endowments in the past, the uh, Jashiel, who was a, um, a faculty member here ages ago. So kids are, are getting Jashiel grants that allow them to buy equipment that they can't afford mm -hmm. to allow them to do something new. Mm -hmm. um, and then these scholarships from uh, uh, the Gillettes and, and the DeVarios are al allow these students to travel. Um, nice. And uh, we've been now, this will be our 11th year, taking students to the Venice Biennale happening this fall. I'm going to be um, the faculty lead on that. Oh, so cool. I am thrilled beyond belief. Yeah. Because I've never been to Italy. I'm as excited as the students are. Um, yeah. And um, I've seen um, what it's done for me as an artist to travel, um, to travel nationally and internationally. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the students who, um, on, we take them every time the Venice Biennale happens and it's a Biennale so it happens every other year and then the years that that isn't happening faculty uh, propose another trip somewhere oh, cool. else yeah. I think they're going to the Bauhaus next year okay. went to Paris last year so that's a, that's a really exciting thing and this kind of stuff that's not you know in the curriculum mm -hmm. um, but an, an add-on um, Add-ons are good when yeah. it comes to curriculum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. That should be a book, I think. Maybe that'll be my next book on education, add-ons. And, uh, yeah, you can just... How to mess with your curriculum. How to mess with your curriculum. <laughs> yeah. How to tear it up, throw it up in the air, let it land, and then put the pieces together. However. I mean, it's, it's good for, for the administration and the faculty, too, to have yeah. things to, to switch up the mm -hmm. year. Yeah, sure. Um, who is is there an artist in Akron who you're like how'd that person get to be an artist <laughs> like <laughs> I mean like where did they come from no like uh, their stuff's not I don't their stuff's not good why, why is it up there <laughs> um, that happens all the time and you know <laughs> oh, being it? sure um, because art's uh, appreciating art's personal taste. I would say the mm -hmm. same thing about musicians. Like, sure, oh yeah. my God, why is that person on stage? You know, I just don't like that music. It's not speaking mm -hmm. to me. Is there someone you've seen on stage before who you, you wish you could just turn around and walk out? Or maybe you did turn around and walk out? Yes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm good about that. It's like, <laughs> okay. I'm not getting anything from this. I gotta okay. go. Mm -hmm. um, or like, I'm gonna have to sit, suffer through this because my, my friend who I know is awesome is gonna be playing oh, yeah. way too late. So. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> right. yeah. That generally is yeah. my problem. Mm -hmm. um, but I think people think that they have to like everything um, and they think about the visual arts uh, and oftentimes it's money, like, you know, why is this here? Why is someone buying it? And like, the answer usually is no one's buying it, no one paid for it. The poor artist, you know, <laughs> is, yeah. is probably, you know, thankful that you, people are just looking at it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when you, you when you bring in the other arts, then people can understand it better because you bring in like, would well, you like all kinds of music? Like, do you like rap and country? Usually, people don't mm -hmm. like both of those things. Right. And then people are like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. I don't have to like this minimal sculpture because I like this other thing. Yeah, it's okay. You also don't need to hate it. Mm -hmm. You know, and especially if you don't understand it. 
you don't need to hate it. And I think a lot of people, um, the problem I have with some art is uh, art that doesn't speak to me. You know, if it's not telling me anything or I'm not getting anything about the artist or if it's telling me something I've already seen a lot and I've looked at a lot of art, so that's kind of hard. You know, it's kind of easy to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I've seen that. You know, that's just not interesting to me. Or like, oh, wow, where did this person come from? I've never seen that visual language before. That's so exciting. And that's what's so exciting about being at the School of Art because all these students are just figuring out their visual language Mm -hmm. and are trying outrageous things and and learning the rules and then breaking them. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're naive enough and and young enough and brave enough and stupid enough to do the most exciting things, um, which is really fun to be around um, because at the museum, uh, the artwork is done. You know, it's at a level Mm -hmm. that it's not um, making mistakes yet. You know, the mistakes have happened. But usually that great work is a result of mistakes or things that didn't sure. work or someone walked into a, a gallery and said these six bad that one that's interesting mm-hmm. and then you know artists respond to that and then they you know go toward the thing that people are responding to and I think you know giving an artist feedback it, it's it's best to say why and sometimes people have a hard time expressing like I just don't get this one mm-hmm. and like well maybe you mean for the person who doesn't really understand it, ask why? Or yeah, yeah, like, and to express you know if you if you if the artist is around to express that to mm. them because they you know they can process that and and think like oh god I really meant this to be saying something and mm. it's not being heard you know yeah I, th- I think culturally we're not good with we think like f- feedback is like confrontational we don't well really it, right now it is you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, feedback equals argument as opposed yeah. to, you yeah. know, discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's another thing that you should be learning in, in, in college is to learn new ideas, things that challenge you, especially challenge your, your upbringing. Maybe, you know, your eyes get open to something that you thought was the way it is and you're finding out that it's actually something different or, yeah. or just to, to learn a new concept. And that, that, you know, we, we're resistant to that because we, we love being comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some of the best artists, and that's that's another thing about, especially working in a uh, contemporary art museum for most of my career and now being in a place that is even more aggressively contemporary because things are being made by almost all the art we show is made for the exhibition or by a, a living artist or by a student, you know, mm-hmm. who made it minutes ago and it's still wet and I get pain on me trying to install it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that, you know, having that sort of live energy of, of questions being asked, um, I forget what I was trying to get to here. Uh, oh, uh, having art that you don't understand, um, people at, at the museum uh, often walk in and think that all art should be beautiful mm-hmm. and art should make them happy. And, you know, some people walk in and, and look at something and it's like really making them question something. And when we had tours, uh, you know, through, we would say like, well, that piece is 40 years old and it's pushing your buttons. So it's still doing its job. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like it. You don't have to be happy that you're standing in front of it. But it's having an effect on you. So that's proving why it needs to be in a museum because it has some power. Even if that power is to piss you off or Mm -hmm. to make you think about something in a new way.
are taught a language by our parents, and it's usually, you know, English in this country, but uh, mm. oftentimes it's, you know, others. Uh, but we're not often taught um, how to express ourselves in writing, uh, or at least not very well anymore in our school yes. systems. Sure. Um, and certainly not in the visual arts, more so in, in the performing arts mm-hmm. and, and music maybe um, in, in some schools, but a lot of those get cut. Mm-hmm. And so your, your, your music class might be someone playing a record or your art class is like, here, get out your crayons and it's, it's one day a month, you know. Yeah. I feel really lucky to have gone to the um, American public schools um, in the late 20th century when they were still really like a liberal education. We just got all exposed to all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think... Um, that's also coming back because people saw that go away and they saw the value of it. I mean, it's just as valuable as sport. I mean, you need to get your energy out. You need to express yourself. You need to learn how to be on a team. All those things are valuable. And they're not add-ons. They're not mm-hmm. luxuries. You know, sometimes they're the most important, you know, lesson you can get is being on a stupid field hockey team when you're in school because you learn how to, like, deal with that, you know, bully that's a leader. You have to deal with that person when you get a job and have to work for them and yeah. figure out how to gang up the team on them or whatever it is you need to learn how to do, you know, that those skills um, are super valuable. Um, And I think because it's not, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic or the kind of things that you think you need to get a job, uh, they get taken away and the people are like, oh, wait, now we're graduating these people that don't have the skills we need in the boardroom or or on the floor of of Mm -hmm. the, uh, the office. And sometimes those skills come from things that you don't really think of as, you know, direct correlation. Yeah. Um, it's almost like in a, I don't know, if you're getting a business degree, it's almost like, well, any school should have, well, I'll just use art since that's what we're talking about, mm-hmm. but a, a time where that's part of a, a lesson or they something where they have to open up and express themselves and kind of deal with that and then hear from other other people. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've, um, I've noticed, anyway, um, we have a difficulty with human inter- interaction, almost. We, um, it's almost like we've lost the ability to read someone's communication. I mean, anymore, it's a lot of emails and texts, so you can't really understand people's, the facial expressions or something like that. But just dealing with people um, like going back to you were talking about you know some people see a piece of art and they they're offended by it maybe yeah. um, like when you were saying that I was thinking maybe maybe art should be like a, like fast food chains like you have a hamburger one you have a pizza one you have a chicken one so that way you know what art kind of art theme you're going into like here's the offensive one here's the political one <laughs> here's the nice Disney World mm-hmm. kind of one that every all the kids will enjoy mm-hmm. right? because that but we've always gone into that society where you can pick and choose exactly what you want and therefore you don't have to deal with the thing that might challenge you I think that's your, a, a big part of many current societal problems is we've self-segregated mm-hmm. I guess, you know, actually segregated. Some of you know, our schools are more segregated now now than they were in the early 60s when they were forced to change. Oh, okay. um, just by, you know, neighborhoods changing and the way people's, you know, uh, physically moving mm-hmm. have resegregated. Um, and I think, you know, you're onto something in the idea of us 
selecting. You know, I remember I grew, also grew up with um, Northeast Ohio radio was really awesome in the 60s, 70s, 80s. You could turn on the radio and your your radio station would be playing every possible kind of music. Mm-hmm. And now, um, you know, since the, the digital era, which is incredible because you, you can get exposed to a whole lot more um, kinds of music, um, but you can also then only listen to one beat per minute house music <laughs> channel and never hear anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that makes you really brilliant in a very, very narrow, you know, kind of way. Yeah. Hmm. And that, you know, that self-selection allows you also to select out. I just don't want to hear or see that anymore. Yeah. But that may be the thing that's societally really important, and you've selected to not pay attention to it. Yeah. Well, that ends up coming back at some point and blowing up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And, and it's often blowing up because people have been actively ignorant of the problems around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, one thing that art does is express some things that we don't necessarily want to look at or don't want to know. And artists are so, um, you know, my whole life and then, you know, actual career has been, you know, being surrounded by artists and they're always the most brilliant people in the room because their job is to study things and then express it. And it's oftentimes studying things that are difficult and, and find ways to express them um, to us that are either enlightening or palatable or something. That's that's a not an easy thing to do. Yeah. This podcast is all about activating space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, just got a lentil. all about activating spaces is there a an acronym is there like a piece of art that you think really was useful in activating a space well um just recently i think the things that the knight foundation has done with adding um and this is happening all over the country those colored led lights you know down underneath the civic mm-hmm. theater's lobby and mm-hmm. and and activating that that tunnel um in the bike path mm-hmm. it's so simple and actually, you know, sort of affordable, but super activating, especially something that happens at night, you yeah. know, in areas that, you know, in the past maybe had looked scary or whatever. Yeah. I think that's really powerful. So kind of those simple Yeah, and oftentimes this, the simple solutions are, are the best. And, you know, um, I'm colleagues with um, Elisa Gargarello and um, Marissa McClellan down the hall who are... Um, yeah, I've tried to get her on my show. She, she's not doing it, man. <laughs> maker she's brilliant um, mm-hmm. you know art educator and a um, activators of space with art bomb brigade and sort of throwing murals on the sides of, of buildings that um, you stopped looking at because they were either blank or ugly and mm-hmm. now you're like oh look at that that's so cool yeah. and you know who was that student who was that artist who was that you know person who came in to um, make us look at that space again yeah. I love that you know kind mm-hmm. of interruption is there uh a piece of art that you would like to see, because this happens all the time, uh, get deactivated. Retired. <laughs> <laughs> you and I uh, kind of accidentally bumped into each other when we went to go see my old dentist's office in Calgary Falls get torn down. Um, oh yeah, that was that was my my family doctor was there. Okay. Ages ago. Yeah. So very interesting building. Um, is there? 
And so deactivation happens all the time. Yeah. Is there a piece of art that you'd like to see? Accidentally bulldozed or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. I'm not a big art hater. I mean, there's yeah. some things that are like, you know, aren't great. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe let's go outside art. Anything in Akron that you're like, that should be bulldozed by accident. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these you know, people are, are sort of, you know, crying about, you know, dying malls or these strip plazas. I mean, all the strip plazas can go as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> you know, the, the earth can crack open and they can, you know, it's some fracking accident and they could fall down and I would not be mm. upset. Is there one you have to pass often that you're, you kind of, sh- I don't know, hide your eyes away? Get in the near accident just because... Uh, I guess... Uh, or all of them. All. Like Montrose, just... You know, and uh, Dynamite. Uh, by, by Britain Road and, you know, uh-huh. and all those things where, it, like... The, the, the thing that you see first is the parking lot, you know, oh, yeah, and right. there's the thing at the back, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, I, I'm a fan of pedestrian cities and I'm a fan of front porches and, and mm-hmm. I think that's something we've also gotten away from. Yeah. You know, neighborhoods that are being built where you drive up, your your the front of your house is your garage, mm-hmm. you walk into your house through your garage, no one ever sees that a human being even lives there because they see a car come and go. <laughs> yep. You know, I think that's yeah, that, bad. Yeah. Um, Artists as activators um, yeah. should be pulled into the conversation, sure, and not at the end. That's the problem, I think. Is like, oh, it's you know, city planners or well-meaning foundations or, or or groups or businesses and stuff make a whole bunch of decisions, and mm-hmm. we've decided that you know this space or that thing, and it's going to be blue, and we'll hire this person, and we're going to tell them what it should look yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know Matt Miller? Yeah. You know, he, he was you know, sort know of him, engaged know with yeah. um, a, a, an entity to do a space, and then they kept telling him what they wanted it to look like. He's like, mm-hmm. well, you hired me to be an artist, and you're, mm-hmm. what you're telling me is, you know, what you want me to do is basically be like a, a coloring book and just fill in the blanks, yeah. and that, that's, you mm-hmm. don't need me to do that. You yeah. should, you know, and so, you know, good for him. He, he opted out, okay. you know, um, which I think is, is good for him because... They didn't really want an artist. They just wanted someone to implement the thing that they'd already designed. Uh-huh. And that's not right. that's not fair to bring in an artist and then not let them do what they sure. do. It's misunderstanding what the, the role of the, the artist. Role, yeah. And um, and that that can work, you know, both ways. You can you can uh, have a have a an artist, you know, a selection process and find someone, and you know, you want them to activate your your building or your 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 campus or your you know city block, and they may come up with an idea that you decide you don't like and that's cool too Mm -hmm. Um, but I think having them um, engaged prior to the project being done makes things more successful I think um, I think we've come up with an idea here because I don't think there's like a secretary of art like President Trump doesn't have a on his in his we cabinet. do not have a cabinet in the United States. Uh, at, you know, and in most uh, European, I think some Asian countries um, that are democratic anyway have, you know, a, a culture cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and whether yeah, that's Ministry a, of Culture and all that. Exactly, mm-hmm. um, and that's why it's integrated to life, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, the federal purse, you know, it's included mm-hmm. and, and not argued over being cut every year. Mm-hmm. And they have every Republican, every Democrat, every yep. Senate, every Senate, every 
um, congressman, you know, was like, oh, we can cut that. And, mm-hmm. but, and then when people realized that the funding in this country that is so infinitesimally small isn't really going to gain you anything by yes. cutting. Right. There was one year where they, um, the federal budget rounded the arts funding down to zero because it was so low. Really? Yeah, because it's millions. Oh, yeah. So, But when it's against, you know, multi billions for some plane that doesn't even ever go off the ground. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a tiny amount of money. Yeah. Um, but it's very impactful. The little bit of money that's, that's um, coming from the federal government usually then goes to the states and then it's dispersed from the states into different regions and it gets in the hands of arts organizations or actual artists. And as soon as you tell people, oh, that program for you know, your daughter's dance class or your son's, you know, uh, outdoor thing where they get to learn how to make sculpture mm-hmm. or you know, whatever it is that they're doing and you want to say, oh, Ed, we're going to cut that program, people get angry yeah. because it becomes part of the reason why they want to live in their town mm-hmm. because there's free ballet all summer long through the Heinz yeah. Pole dance thing. And you know, that's an incredible thing to have professional dancers yeah. you know, performing for free on a stage. I just went last Saturday night. It mm-hmm. was incredible. Um, and I was like, Yes, my tax dollars at work. Thank you. Yeah, That's something right. I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, and it, it adds and it, it adds value. You know that activation. And, you know, yep. having the arts pop up in the park system or uh, you know being in different places, but that costs money. You know, because those people need to be paid. Yeah. Um, and you know those programs that have been around for a while. Um, once you threaten to take them away, like you know, talk about taking away um, NPR or. Uh, PBS and people are like, wait a minute, you're taking away Big Bird, right? There's gonna be a fight, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't think he has. He he's not partisan. No, with Big Bird. I'm no. thinking. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking. So, so like the mayor should have an arts um, advisor. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that would solve. So maybe he gets maybe he gets minimum wage or something. <laughs> That's <laughs> what they always do to artists. Stop saying that. No, but it, it, you need to have a direct line of line to the executive's ear, whether it's a mayor or a governor. Or, yeah, and I um, I see that happening in. Um, or the, the need for that happening uh, in Cuyahoga County, too. I'm on a, on a board up up there um, for Spaces Gallery, and um, we get funding from Cuyahoga Arts and Culture, and there's a lot of um, countywide funding um, buoying a, a, a bunch of great organizations. Um, you know, in, in Northeast Ohio in general, and Cleveland in particular, are having a really good um, cultural renaissance. You know, organizations are popping up institutions are, are moving and building and expanding and it's really great and mm. I think people are finally seeing that that is a driver of business uh, and a driver mm-hmm. of um, creating neighborhood creating place yeah. that's one way you can bring people back to Ohio if oh yeah they enjoy where they live like the area that, that we've just moved to in, in in Hingetown which used to be Tremont, Ohio City, or a no-name neighborhood, and now it's sort of named. Mm. Um, what's, what's it named? Hingetown. Hingetown. I think actually hinges were actually made there, oh, but yeah. it was also sort of a, a hinge between, I, don't know, that, I oh, think a developer okay. made it up, but whatever. <laughs> um, it, it, it's a neighborhood now, and it's been driven by transformer station spaces, mm. um, a number of uh, businesses that were in deactivated buildings that had nothing in them. You know, now there's this incredible 
uh, coffee shop and a tea shop and, and this charcuterie place and a place to work out and box. Um, mm. And I don't know that the places that where you box is connected to the place where you get pizza and beer, but it looks like it is. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Wow. <laughs> if, right? if so, we need one of those in Akron. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it, it's fun to watch those. Uh, and I, I think um, Akron right now is, I, I'm, I'm, on, um, I'm on too many committees, but um, uh, I can't say no to Nicole. Um, Arts Now is doing this. Um, instigating the um, Akron Cultural Plan. Mm-hmm. And the conversations are really fascinating. Um, and I think, you know, the results of the plan will be pointing toward what does this community want? Where do they want, you know, to be activated? You know, who should be doing it? And the thing that's exciting about this um, committee and, and the conversations that they're having is they're talking about arts and culture very broadly. Um, the zoo's involved food is involved. You know, we've got people from uh, some of the Food Coalition and talking about, you know, the value of and the importance of having access to food, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just like having access to art, you know, having access to good food, having access to healthy food, having access to the park system. You know, all those things make your life better. And none of those things are what you're doing, you know, when you move to a town for a job, but you usually move to a town and choose to stay there or buy a house or raise your kids there because... It's a good quality of life. Yeah. And we're, we're lucky in Northeast Ohio that it's still one of the cheapest places to live mm-hmm. in the country. So you can buy a house and enjoy all this awesome arts and culture. Um, yeah. And I think if it were invested in, and, and like you were saying earlier, um, part of the conversation at the municipal level, um, that integration, I think, could be a better part of the conversation and get people used to understanding the value of that in mm-hmm. their lives and easier, you know, for them to uh, recognize what they have. Because yeah. oftentimes people, you know, don't recognize... Uh, I, I love the um, uh, our, um, the, the column in um, the Devil Strip about there's nothing to do in Akron and oh, the yeah. word nothing is right. crossed out yeah. because yeah. it's like I, I can't keep up with the sure, things that, right. are, that are available to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a great thing to recognize, but sometimes you have to be shown what they are first. Yeah, yeah. Or where those things are happening. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the, the coolest things are kind of secrets. Yep. Um, unintentional. Right. Like, we're an awesome art school in a building that's sort of on the edge of campus, so we're a bit yeah. hidden. We're even hidden from people who are on campus. I miss, don't cross I miss your drive every time. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> if you don't you know, come across campus and get over here, we have students come in here before on tours and stuff and they say am I still on campus and we're like yes mm-hmm. you are um, but then once they're here they're like wow this place is great and you know this gallery is open to the public and does these these amazing exhibitions and um, but I think a, a lot of arts and culture is less celebrated than sport or business or people talk about I think it's the, it may be the, the, the Rust Belt mindset David's hard way on purpose stuff uh-huh. comes to mind to me right. all the time sure. about how you're like, oh, you know, oh, it's it's only me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> very Eeyore kind of, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I, I shouldn't expect to to have something good. I should expect the factory to close yeah. and go away. Well, like, well, no, you shouldn't. You, and, but if it does close and go away, guess what? 
and Akron's been really smart about this, something else has kind of come along. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, our our previous mayor and this current one, I think, have been really smart about, like, not letting, you know, downtown die. Mm-hmm. And, you know, throwing the ballpark in the midst of what was a really dead block. Yeah. And I missed a couple of those buildings. Those were kind of awesome. But they were mm-hmm. also they were awesome because they were so, like, gross and derelict. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we used to break into them sure, and take pictures right. and stuff. Um, but now it's, uh, you know, that whole... Mm-hmm. It's, it's been, like, what, what, 25, 30 years that, that is a very live yeah. part of downtown. Right. Should we leave um, some of those deteriorating buildings, um, kind of like the malls, just to deteriorate, just to make it a playground for artists to go in? And <laughs> well, I think mess some about. of the ones like you know Detroit's figuring some of that out, yeah. you know. And I, I saw this actually when, when Ross and I were in London last summer that um, if you let artists like you know have, if skate punks take over a, a spot and it mm-hmm. becomes a skate park, mm-hmm. let them paint it, mm-hmm. let it be actually a, a, an attraction. Point, mm-hmm. You know, because there's plenty of um, buildings in this uh, region, you know, that are built really well, that they could be let go, you know, uh, for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but artists are crazy people, right? They're they always going to yeah. create. They're cr- crime. They're criminals, right? Always <laughs> yeah. when they get together. Troublemakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's funny. You know, artists have always been. Well, artists have been feared for a reason because they are often instigators. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and if you're fearing artists or workers, it's because you're probably doing something bad, <laughs> yep. and you deserve to be afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and they're going to call you on it. Yeah. And being an instigator or a troublemaker or someone who's you know your, whose job it is, if you are that kind of artist, just show show a mirror up to society, mm-hmm. you're going to be looked down on yeah. because it's like people don't want to see that. Right. You know, that's always interesting. At a, at a museum, uh, we all we're all, always often looking back a little bit or a lot, you know, and it's sometimes you don't see how forward thinking some artists were like, oh, wow, man, they, you know, you know, Andy Warhol was responding to what we're doing now mm-hmm. in 1965, you know, he mm-hmm. got it, he saw it coming, you know, um, but mm-hmm. sometimes you can't see it until it's, you've got some, some distance, how, you know, farsighted some, some artists are. Yeah. Um, I just don't know why this thought popped in my head, but uh, well, you lived through the seventies. I did, but you were. I'm still alive. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I was alive then. <laughs> but you're what? You're a teenager, early teens, yeah. and then. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was it about that uh, that style? Uh, it could be there's sideburns, there's big kind of heavy Corduroy. hair, mm-hmm. a lot of Afros. tan suits. Yeah. Um, didn't seem like guys shaved all the way when they did. Even businessmen seemed to have stubble for like five o'clock shadow in the morning. Yeah, seventies was a lot about hair. Yeah, what? What? what <laughs> has there been a? I don't know. Maybe you've seen a. Maybe an artist has done a exhibit on the seventies. They're yeah. underappreciated. I think we've been we've been looking at the sixties for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to embrace the. Uh, oh yeah, do you? Avocado and the burnt orange <laughs> and the corduroy and the. Mm-hmm. Faux wood sided um, station yeah. wagons. Oh yeah. Now since you, uh, there's people that, that the like live through that station, right? I love those things. And the um, mushrooms and the owls and you know just oh, yeah. like all that you know that aesthetic. And there are students now that are, are 
looking at that because it was grandma's house, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, that are nostalgic for it. Yeah. Uh, and then people that are, are, are our age are like, oh, you know, I had that lunchbox or, you know, sure. whatever right. those kind of things that, that trip your triggers. Mm-hmm. And you don't recognize that, and again, this gets back to almost all those things that we just now talked about are aesthetic decisions, you know, mm-hmm. that there was, people don't even know that they're <laughs> joining an, yeah. an, an aesthetic group by buying, you know, the avocado colored mm-hmm. oven. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's, that's a, uh, which, uh, you're jumping on the bandwagon or choosing not to. Yeah, like the refri- our refrigerators are like that. Mm-hmm. that. Wow, that's a very powerful, because like all of society just got into that 70s, and you could go decade by decade, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. to me, the 70s always, I don't know, is so gross that it's good kind of. Well, the, some of the architecture was some of the most disgusting things ever made, and some of those those brutalist things, you know, out of cement yeah. are also astoundingly beautiful in mm-hmm. their simplicity. You know, brilliant things were made then, and and for me, you know, I I think uh, we we watched a, a there's a series on the movies right now on CNN, the brilliance of films that were made in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you know, just incredible, um, because they were driven by the artist and not by the star mm-hmm. uh, at that point. Um, yeah. And the you know the the director or the writer were the the, the star you know and so that they were telling stories as opposed to like yeah. giving a vehicle for Tom Cruise to hang off the side of a cliff. Sure, not everything's big explosions yeah. with yeah action yeah. scenes that go on for 40 and music minutes. too. I mean the music in the seventies and, and I I you know people just think it was just disco. It's like you know what you turning on the radio in the seventies you could listen to Linda Ronstadt or some awesome Afro punk. And some disco and like America are bread, you know, it was, or Kiss, you know, whatever you were uh-huh. into, it was out I there, was and Kiss, it was all. I'm sure you <laughs> were scared. My parents, <laughs> um, and it was all kind of equal uh, and available. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, um, I know exactly what you mean about. Yeah, there was a different. The movies had a different look. That's for sure. Uh, very artsy. Mm-hmm. Even the Godfather, oh, yeah. oh God, yeah, the, the art, artistry in the Godfather is so beautiful. Um, but that's that seems to be so powerful that the entire, not the entire, but a, so many, a huge population just moves in that direction for that style, that scene, and then somehow the, the huge majority of the population moves by the eighties into a different. Yeah. We, but like you said, Day you don't even know it. Yeah. You're just well, and you're, you're usually following artists, you know, yeah. um, you know, fashion designers or you know, whoever are making those decisions mm-hmm. are are making those decisions, and then you're you're responding to them, and they get em- they get embraced. Mm-hmm. And in some places, especially like you know, places like in Ohio, they get embraced and they don't let go of you know people cling to clung to their '70s hairstyles for a long time <laughs> sometimes, yeah. as well as the kitchen still looked like that decades exactly. later, yeah. Uh, not out of a choice, but out of, you know, uh, maybe economic <laughs> sure, necessity. Right. Um, whereas places like, uh, you know, maybe Chicago, LA, and New York are, are changing constantly mm-hmm. because they keep reinventing things. Uh, and, you know, the rest mm-hmm. of the country sort of gets drug along to their decisions, you know. But, but you know, again, it's aesthetic choices that are being made. Yeah. And the artists are the machine behind it. Mm-hmm. Well, we've hit 
I think, I think we've I think we've covered everything that needed to we've be covered everything, everything that ever needed to be discussed. <laughs> <laughs> All while eating a big salad. Yeah, thank you, Aladdin's. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. Um, that's kind of like the end of the show. There really isn't any end. I'll just throw some music at the end. Uh, and a sad trombone. And a sad. <laughs> cool. like in anger or um, because you don't know how to process mm-hmm. those feelings something like that it's true um, and I pretty much just take the yeah. discussion straight and I'll, yeah. add a, I'll add beginning and wrap up and yeah. gotta add my music in there mm-hmm Switch sound effects. Yeah. Um, Do you have the sad, sad trombone sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's an idea. There should be more of that. Just, just randomly plays throughout life. Maybe I don't know if you don't have enough money at the checkout counter somewhere. Oh yeah, just. Yeah. To- <laughs> I've always wanted to carry a yeah. laugh track soundtrack with me, you know. Mm-hmm. Or like when you walk into a room, you should be greeted with applause, mm-hmm. you know, like Kramer coming in the door. I mean, right. everyone needs that. Yeah. If it happens on sitcoms, why can't it happen in real life? Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because the, the old like. Uh, Hey, how you doing? When you walk in the room, get, you know that's a little tiresome anymore. And usually, people you want everyone in the room to scream "Norm," <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's a good feeling. I've had that happen before. Yeah. Not they didn't say "Norm," obviously, but you feel good that people know your name. takes place mm-hmm. or uh this is a stereotypical question or uh is there more drama that takes place in the in Myers School of Art than I don't know maybe that business school that sits on what is that Broadway High Street no Broadway I don't know that there's any less drama but I think people are more free to express it mm. in, in the arts yeah People in the, in the business school might be um, harming their livers or imploding in some other way. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you need the claps when you enter a, right. a room. Mm-hmm. Not the clap. Claps. <laughs> <laughs> claps for everyone. <laughs>